0: Jason Zucker, Team MVP, and I say that with all due respect to the guys who have more points and are headed to the Hall of Fame and everything else here. Jason Zucker for Team MVP. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. Take a deep, deep breath, Pittsburgh. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early Every weekday, if you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out and are probably both a lot less nerve-wracking. Penguins 5, Blue Jackets 4 in overtime, and yes, Columbus had a 4-0 lead. It marked only the ninth time in franchise history that the Penguins overcame a four-goal deficit of any kind. And that's pretty much where all of the kind remarks will stop on my end, at least as they relate to pretty much everyone else on the ice. Not everyone else, but pretty much everyone else. Sidney Crosby got the OT winner. Evgeny Malkin had a pretty important play in OT to draw the power play and then a nice setup to win it. And... That's it. The other guy is the MVP. I am sorry. I have seen way too much of what we all witnessed through those first 40 minutes last night. Way too much. And it's beyond exhausting seeing Zucker be the only one or really close to the only one who can somehow defy the general pattern of the entire rest of the roster he eliminates all of their excuses and you know what i'm talking about when i say that because you come home first game back after a long road trip oh those are always tough or something something happened with this or that and then Zucker just goes out there and makes it all moot Because he never stops churning. It's not just that he's fast. It's not just that he's skilled. He is very much both of those things. It's that the motor is relentless. The passion is unbridled. And there's only one of them. And it's it's beyond indefensible at this point. I've had the conversation, I've had it with other players, I've asked why at times it looks like Zucker's the only one that's going, and I get looked at like I've got three heads. I've asked Zucker this, not once, but twice over the course of this season, if he feels that he goes a lot harder than the rest of the team generally does, no, no, not at all, we have some great players here, I believe in this team, da-da-da-da-da-da, because that's, that's who he is, to answer that way. But I'll tell you another thing. I'm not sure that I would break the bank on this one, but I'd be making every effort to get him signed again. And yes, I know, I know, there are circumstances involved. Lots of them. First off, with Zucker already on the wrong side of 30, you can't go with some super crazy long contract. You can't go with something that pays markedly more than what he's already getting at $5 million. And once once a player hits free agency, all it takes is one team to blow everybody else out of the water with an offer, and that's where the player goes. There's no sentimentality. There's no, oh, I really loved playing here, and I love these guys, and none of that stuff. They end up going where the money is, almost without exception. So that's one. Two is that the Penguins... Have a cap situation right now, and it's a cap situation that got a whole lot worse over the trade deadline. Because when Ron Hextall had actual cap space for about five and a half minutes, he went and handed almost all of it to Mikhail Granlund, who I will repeat is a nice player who came here in a bad trade. Yes, both things are possible. How? Because you overpaid for the good player. Simple as that. Granlund. Is due his $5 million each of the next two seasons because Hextall also couldn't get the Predators to retain any of that cap hit. And so (laughs) you're right up against the same ceiling that you've seen this team at since last summer. Well, out of this group that's left, the main two pending free agents are Zucker. And Tristan Jari. I'm not even getting into the latter, not here. But I will say that I feel the same way about Zucker that Mike Sullivan expressed he feels about Zucker after the game last night. His personality can, can be contagious, you know. He's, I think he's he's very well liked in our locker room. He's a he's a bit of the the the, the team comedian uh, as well, and. And, and I just think he brings some juice. You know, he brings he brings energy. He brings a certain swagger, and and, and he plays that way as well. And, and I think you know it's the combination of his personality with with how he plays. I think uh, I, I think our t- our team feeds off of that. And you know, we had a huge game for us tonight. He's he's had a really good year. This is the best year he's been. He's played for us as a Penguin. It's also the healthiest he's been since he's been a penguin so you know zuck is a real important player for us but but from a personality standpoint um you know we don't have a ton of those guys and and he just he just brings a certain swagger to the group that i think is contagious heart and soul 21 goals endless engine a real leader in the locker room not just a leader by example or a leader by a couple of words here or there but someone who actually goes and gets it's the team's engine started, even if it takes him a lot longer in some games than in others. This is the last player, the last player you would want to see go from whatever would pass as the core's supporting cast. And I really believe that. I know the injuries are there. He knows the injuries are there. Everybody does. Everyone's also acknowledged that he has found a way to play through everything this season. It has affected performance on a couple of occasions, but never anything significant or extended. And he's found a way to keep going. It does have to be considered and fairly weighed that he might have just run into one massive, awful run of luck in all that time that he was hurt in previous seasons. And again, don't ask me who all I would shove out the door to make sure that Zucker is retained. When we come back, J1Q. This segment's brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat. Give gives you more time for your family or hobbies or going to the gym or whatever. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. And today's J1Q comes from Frank who asks, a veteran team that can't get itself ready to play? What gives? I don't know, Frank. I don't know. Uh, I can share with you every question, every answer in which I've been involved on this subject, and we're going to be no closer to figuring it out. We're just not. There's a part of me, this is going to sound meaner than I intended to, but there's a part of me that thinks they don't care. And when I say that, It sounds like, oh, you mean they don't care? No, I mean, I don't think they care that they have these occasional, more often than not, actually, lousy starts. It feels like when you talk to them, or even when you see their body language, that they've just come to accept this, that this is just how it is, and that when they need to turn things on, they're going to. And it could not be clearer to me in this moment that they don't believe that they need to fully 1000% turn things on. They can say it. They can be told that. They can have all kinds of conversations up and down the team ladder. And it doesn't matter if you don't actually believe it. They looked across the rink. Last night, they saw the Columbus Blue Jackets. They saw the NHL's worst team. And they saw the Blue Jackets score once, then twice, then a third time. And they're still thinking to themselves, yeah, we can absolutely come back and win this game. We can absolutely come back. You could actually argue, Frank, in some kind of weird way that they'd have been better off getting blasted 7-0 as a final. Because they finally would have had something resonate. They finally would have had something that would have made them go, hey, you know what? We really can't do that anymore, guys. All right? Everybody listening now? Okay, nod if you agree. Okay, cool. All right. So we're not going to do this? All right, good. But now the next game is against the Islanders. After that, there's three in rapid succession against the Rangers. I asked Chris Letang after this game, if it might actually be easier for them to get up for these games against these better opponents, or the opponents that are right in the thick of the Metro race with them. Right now, you have to you have to uh, prepare the same way, whether you're playing the Rangers or you're playing Columbus, so um, that was a mistake tonight, I think, and um, obviously the Rangers are a big rival, and uh, uh, you want to play well against that team in your division. All right, not to tell, not to tell Tanger how he should be answering my questions, but how about something akin to, I mean, seriously, listen to what you're asking me. We should be doing this every night. Look at where we are in the standings. If anything, we should be more up for these games where the two points seem more assured, you know, money in the bank and that. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. I don't think it'll happen again Thursday night against the Islanders. The Islanders have had their number, to say the least. To say the very least. But that doesn't excuse this. That doesn't make this okay. The giant comeback, the historic comeback, doesn't wash away what went into it. And I'm sorry to say, Frank, that my answer and Latang's answer and anyone else's answer isn't going to be any better than this. This is just what you're going to get. No one, no one understands this. Except, except Zucker. Okay, let's just, let's just make sure that that part is clear. Zucker understands this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.